Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. It's easy to get caught up in the madness of the festive season. The gifts, the parties, and of course, the arguments about where Christmas is going to be this year for your family. One man who has seen how kids get excited for Christmas firsthand is Simon Price, or as he's better known to the rest of the world, the Red Wiggle. So what's the festive season really all about? And how do we talk to our kids about the reason for the season? Taking time out from the wonderful and wild life of a wiggle, Simon joins us in the studio. Hi, Simon. How oh, are you? Yeah, great. Great to be here. I love that. Wonderful and wild. Yeah, that's that my be- life. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> absolutely wild and crazy. Because <laughs> we were just talking about um, your current tour, which you're in the middle of now, and uh, you were saying, how many shows do you think you've done this year? It's it's way over four hundred, so it's probably close to about four hundred and fifty shows this year. So, so we I, do... I think in some ways you must be keeping more kids happy than Santa, <laughs> well, because maybe he makes that many families happy on Christmas Day, but you just do it the whole year round. Yeah, that's our job. We're we're the year round Santa Claus. That's who we are. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, you don't stop working. You must have much a lot of empathy for him. So, um, where are you at in this part of your tour? Well. Uh, Newcastle, actually. So we've we've done some Sydney shows. Well, we've been Perth, Adelaide, um, Wollongong, uh, Hobart, Launceston. How do you keep track we've of done, it? I know, I know. <laughs> it's sort of I never know where I am really. And then uh, we've done some Sydney shows. We're in Newcastle. Go to Canberra, Brisbane, then come back to Sydney again at uh, Kudos Arena as well at Homebush uh, on the twenty second, and then for Carols and Domain on the night of the twenty second. So. Oh, is that special? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. Because, I mean, I, I haven't been to carols for many years, but does that, when you're up on stage, do you just look out and see all the, yeah. can, are they allowed flames? Or is oh, it I just... think they're all those little lights, the plastic lights <laughs> the plastic these days. Lights. <laughs> Jeez, I really have to get along to a carol. Anthony like always makes a joke in the show when he asks people to turn their, turn their torches on their phones, saying, you know, back in the day we used to get them to hold up kerosene lamps <laughs> <laughs> when he first started. <laughs> Maybe lighters, yeah, hopefully yeah. not kerosene lamps. <laughs> Um, so how has it been, um, being on the road at this time where kids are getting ready for Christmas? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. I mean, for us, uh, with the wheels all year round, it's kind of, um, it's excitement for children, you know, but (laughs) in the, the show, Santa Claus does come out in the show and we sing jingle bells and sing some Christmas songs. And that's a a big moment for children. They love seeing Santa Claus come out. I have to ask, does Santa Claus have a real beard? This is my thing this year. Um, our Santa Claus doesn't, know. Oh, Simon, we've got to change this. I'm on a mission. I've decided that all Santas need a real beard. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. They shouldn't yeah. get paid. I mean, this guy is not working hard enough. No. He doesn't have his own beard. <laughs> need to harvest it through the years. That's the thing. It's a year commitment, isn't it? Really yeah, would be. Well, it is. Yeah. And your tools, uh, tours aren't just in Australia. Obviously, you've recently been in the States. Yeah. And it's a very big country. I understand it's not always going to be cold this time of year. But did you get a taste of that before you came home? Like how the seasons are different for Christmas over there? Yeah, well, we um, uh, we 
finished in Canada, and Canada, when we were leaving, was starting to get really cold. There was snow in Calgary and Winnipeg and all these sort of places. So it's a different world. And talking to us, we met some some people from Toronto, and they were saying that we said, oh, you know, we should come back at some stage. And, you know, Toronto's great and have a bit of a holiday. And they just said, do not come back over January, February. It is miserable. Yeah, it is right. freezing. It's like minus 40. Wow. So it's just a whole different That's world, cold, a whole different it? ball game. You know, we're out and about over Christmas and playing in the sun, and they're all bunkered inside. Yes. So what happens um, at Christmas time for the Red Wiggle? Do you just like collapse? Uh, a little bit of collapsing. On, on, our, on Christmas Day, we go to the Randwick Children's Hospital and we spend oh, about, um, yeah, it's beautiful, about, you know, quite a few hours there with all the children there singing songs and going to all the wards. Um, and then uh, it'll be with my family this year, my wife Lauren and I. My nan is 99. Wow. So to have another Christmas with her is pretty special. So That's the great. whole family will be together over this Christmas. And then we'll get a couple of weeks off uh, and then sort of mid-Jan, off Back we go again. <laughs> and do you have any um, family traditions that your family has kept up that... You know, not really. Uh, my family's always been pretty relaxed with any kind of occasion, with birthdays, and we always celebrate it, but there's, it's, you know, if if you're in town, you're in town. If you're not, you're not. You know, it's very relaxed about those kind of things. I would, I would love to chat to your nan, 99. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She was an opera singer, my nan. Wow. Well, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot well, of sense. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Both my grandparents, they were both opera singers. And she's, yeah, she's had an amazing, amazing life, amazing history. Oh, fantastic. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Simon Price, the Red Wiggle. He's here. Um, we're talking about Christmas and why we've got him here, even though I've been drilling him about touring and having holidays and all the rest of it. <laughs> Um, we're actually here to talk about Roger Robot. Yes. Who is Re- Roger Robot? Well, Roger Robot is a little character that I created. So the lights of Christmas, they're on uh, every Christmas at St Mary's Cathedral, the light projection on St Mary's Cathedral. And this year, AGB Events, who run the lights of Christmas and created the whole concept behind it, asked if I'd be interested in writing a family and children's story for Christmas for St Mary's Cathedral. So I kind of the, the charity behind it is St Vincent's Hospital. And so I went away and thought about trying to put all the values of St. Vincent's Hospital, the incredible work they do, the great people who work there, and, and thought about all those sort of values, which is all about love, kindness, compassion, care for others, the gift of giving, those kind of things. And so wrote a little uh, children's story and family story for Christmas centred around Roger Robot, who is the best friend of Charlie. But on Christmas Day, Charlie gets a new present, and it's Roger Robot 2.0. Oh, no. <laughs> so Roger Robot doesn't think he's wanted anymore and goes off on a little adventure, yep. finds some other friends. Anyway, it all ends happily ever after. <laughs> and, of, of course, you do lots of writing mm. as part of the Wiggles. Mm. Is it ha, is it different writing for a light show? Well, yeah, I mean, it was a whole completely new concept. What was amazing is seeing the characters come to life because you write a story. And I, I write most of my stories to uh, classical music. I choose classical pieces and write the stories around the feeling of certain pieces of classical music, which is what this is about and some other stuff I've done in the past. But um, to see the characters come to light and see these incredible uh uh, animators and artists drawing these characters which have come out of your brain and they're translating them and, and finding, you know, giving them life. It's really, really amazing. And, and I because they're going to be really big too, right? Yeah, if yeah. I mean, on it's on side. Samira's Cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and such a uh, beautiful, historic, grand yeah. building. Like, uh, What's amazing is is looking back where the projection's coming from, just these tiny little boxes 
mm. on a wall at the back, projecting onto this massive, massive building, all this incredible animation, all this, you know, storytelling. It's really amazing. I don't know how they do it. I'm blown yeah. away by it, really. And do they, have you seen, do they, I'm always curious with those light shows, if they're, while they're doing the animation, if they've got the architecture in mind, because sometimes yeah. it really moves and works with the building. In working with them, that was a massive part of it, that, that, that all of the, the parts of the building are used so there's a big circle in the middle of St Mary's Cathedral in, in the centre of it, and all that's all used for certain things. So they integrate all the animation, all the drawing into the pits of architecture on the building. It's really clever the way they do it. Oh, it's amazing. And you just mentioned the music. So mm. um, it's told to music, is yes. that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And how did you choose? Did you choose it? Did you write it? How does that work? Uh, it kind of it works both ways for me. Sometimes I hear a piece of music and start thinking about a story. This, this time I thought about the story and the, the the messaging I wanted to get in the story and then found classical pieces of music to match that particular story and that sort of uh, message I was trying to get across. So it kind of works both ways for me. But um, I love classical music. I did a piece uh, called The Carnival of the Animals a few years ago, with which through the Wiggles, was the same sort of concept, narration to classical music and storytelling. And so it was kind of along those same, same sort of lines. So is that like your secret aim in the Wiggles, is to get children to love classical music? Yes, it is. <laughs> it actually so is. No, it's not secret at all. I mean, that's my thing. My background is um, opera and classical music, and that's one of my passions. And I just thought it was an opportunity to uh, for children to start to listen to that classical music from an early age and, and to get a bit of an appreciation for it. But even just when they're older, to have that think, oh, I know that song, I know that tune, I've heard that before, I remember that from when I was a kid, those kind of things. Mm. And hopefully get a little bit more of an appreciation for it for younger age and uh, maybe go and see a show a bit later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can go now. You yeah, can do they can it go with, now. With the Wiggles yeah, as well. that's right. Um, so did you have a lot of classical music when you were a kid, like in, in that? Respect, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we did quite a bit. I mean, both uh, my grandparents were opera singers, and so um, I was around it quite a bit. Did um, they just walk around the house singing opera? I can't because it's such a skill. Like, yeah, I, I can't know. imagine they're just doing the dishes and. I know. Well, Nan, uh, they, they, they didn't. Um, they, they didn't sing too much, but my my pa always whistled. He whistled mm. constantly, never stopped. My nan used to sing around the place, sing, sing around the house. She's a beautiful, beautiful singer. She won the Sonaria back in 1953 and did a whole heap of incredible work. She was an amazing wow. singer. And do you sing around the house? Yeah, I do. I do. With your wife? Does <laughs> yeah, she I sing do. too? Because I know that your wife used to be Dorothy the Dinosaur. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is kind of more a silent, <laughs> yes. I don't know, creative expression. And she's a dancer and she's fitness and all those things. So yeah. do you sing together at home? Well, we do sing together at home a little bit, but... Um, She's here right now. I kind of want to pull her in the studio and make you sing for me, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Lauren probably wouldn't sing in front of people that freely. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for the next time. Well, Simon, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us about this. Pleasure. That was Simon Price, a.k.a. The Red Wiggle. And families living in New South Wales will put information up on our website so you can find out when you can see Simon's story, Roger Robot, in Sydney. And for those of you not in Sydney, we'll put links to the Wiggles tour dates on our website too. Just head to kindling.com.au and search for Simon. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.